in the world of freedom. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Ich bin ein Berliner. This is Radio Goethe Magazine with Arndt Peltner. News and information from the heart of Europe. Hello and welcome to this special edition of Radio Goethe Magazine. I'm Arndt Peltner. Today we take a closer look or an earful of the cassette tape music scene in San Francisco, so stay tuned. It seems kind of surprising that in the digital age with mp3 files, iPods, downloads and online music stores the cassette tape has a comeback. But at a closer look it makes a lot of sense. Dozens and dozens of special cassette tape labels have sprung up and right here in the heart of San Francisco. No, you won't hear Justin Bieber or Lady Gaga on those and you won't be able to pick up your cassettes at Walmart or other big outlets. The new cassette tape music scene is more a subculture, but it is also a statement about the music market and its possibilities. San Francisco is one of the worldwide centers of this movement. And if you're a long-time listener to KUSF, you probably have heard some of the releases already. Just remember Spotlight by Cactus and his two-hour field recordings of the Tenderloin. Not everyone was amused, but hey, this is KUSF and its anarchistic way of defining what music really is. I talked to Julia and Cactus, both have their own labels in the Tenderloin district, releasing unusual recordings for a small but interested audience. They showed me a different kind of musical San Francisco, with lots of recordings from several labels.
My name is Julia Mizawa, and I have a record label called Nice Ass, and we release 45, 78s, and now cassette tapes. The cassette tape is about the object as much as the content and it's a fun excuse for me to come up with cool packaging because I like build, you know, making the packaging by hand. Um, and I found a ton of cassettes that are blank so they're just kind of begging me to make recordings and a lot of them are very short. That uh, that one has is 60 seconds long on each side. I think some of them are like 10 minutes. So. I like the just short and sweet and I don't know, just making an interesting object is kind of the idea. My name is Daniel Hintz, and uh, I'm a DJ at KUSF in San Francisco. A lot of people know me as Cactus, and uh, I play in a lot of different bands. One of the bands I play in right now is called Nuclear Death Wish, which is a, uh, an experimental black metal band. I play guitar in that band. But I've always been interested in cassette culture since the 80s, 
and I've always been interested in field recordings and really minimalist electronic you know, gadgetry, tape recorders and transistor radios and that kind of thing. So uh, I've always had little tape projects going on on the side that you know were just more conceptual and for my own uh, personal amusement rather than Tenderloin Electric is the name of the label, and it's a tape label only, so I only put out cassettes, and again, they're just one-off releases of field recordings that I record here in the Tenderloin neighborhood here in San Francisco. I think it's a backlash against the digital culture. I think most people are so sick and tired of iPods and sharing files and downloading and all this kind of stuff that they really yearn for a more primitive physical medium for their music, whether it's records or eight track tapes or cassette tapes or 78 RPM records from you know, the early part of the 20th century. All of that has a lot of fascination to people now. And I think everyone is reacting in the exact same manner to the overwhelming um, message that we get from the culture, which is that uh, all these other f uh, uh, musical formats are dead and that the only thing that's left is trading MP MP3 files. And I think, although most of us do that, most of us have an iPod and listen to digital music and share music and do all that stuff on the internet, uh, we also want to have uh, records that we make and we don't want to lose. And, and like I uh, was talking to you earlier about, I think a lot of people have an, a great affection towards the cassette underground of the 80s where there was a lot of male art kind of trading uh, between musicians when there was not a, uh, a commercial avenue for most of these people to get their music out there and so cassettes was the only way to do that and now there's much more democracy in terms of being able to release music over the internet and stuff like that but at the same time people still want to have that kind of personal uh, homemade, handmade physicality uh, that came with the cassette culture and that's why I think you're seeing such an explosion of this. And same thing, that's the same reason why vinyl is back and vinyl is taking over CDs in terms of CD sales have slumped and vinyl is now increasing. So that's all reflective of that kind of um, way people are viewing the digital culture.
It's akin to like art collectors, people who collect sculpture or paintings, uh, something like that. Now I think most of the, the sound that's actually on these cassettes or these records is available on the web in a digital format. So people that really want to hear what these recordings sound like, they can usually find them on the web. So it's not like uh, only one person can hear these releases, but one person owns the physical release. And that's, uh, you know, I think most people that are into cassette culture or whether they're into collecting records or whatever, they have their own collection because they like to look at it and hold it and experience the art objectness of it. And that's what accounts for why people, you know, even though they may only release like 10 copies of their little cassette, for the 10 people that own that copy, that's a very cherished uh, item to a certain extent.
the releases have been ranging from like field recordings to like noise guitar or musical type stuff, but generally pretty experimental, abstract stuff. So it's not something we're gonna successfully sell a million copies of. That's not gonna happen. So, and I don't want that to happen. Well, quantity per release is basically there are almost all editions of one. So that cuts down on having to create a lot of packaging when you're just doing one. So the higher fidelity 78s, we make one of them and then the artist gets to pick which radio station they go to. So I've been sending them out to um, various stations around the country. And um, for the ca cassettes, those are currently one-offs as well. I mean, I think this kind of music, as we talked about earlier, is generally noise music or experimental music or music that has absolutely very little commercial viability. It's not like these are pop bands or ska bands or bands that, you know, are singing ballads or something like that. This is fairly obscure music, and so the audience for it is very limited to begin with, and most of the people that are collecting are fellow musicians themselves, so it's a really insular, kind of incestuous thing where you're trading tapes with people who are making tapes, and so uh, there's a, a, an appreciation on both ends of the exchange there, I think.
That was today's Radio Goethe magazine featuring the San Francisco cassette tape scene. Thanks for listening to this program. You can find me online at radiogoethe.org. I'm Arndt Peltner.